0: On this episode of AV Week, we talk about NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters. Annual show was this week in Vegas. Also, what other shows the AV community should be going to. And sustainability and AV. All that and more, next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This.
2: This. This is AV Nation. This
1: is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 558, recorded Friday, April 29th, 2022. Tech savvy. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Sennheiser. This is AV Week, our weekly wrap-up of audio, visual, news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. I think I'm going to call this episode California Women, because that's who I have on this show. First and foremost, Corey Schaefer. She's from QSC. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Hey, good to be here.
0: Good to see you. Also with us is Tammy Foucault. Tammy is from ATEM. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank
2: you. Thanks for having me.
0: And I've got I've hung out with Tammy more in Vegas than I have in any other place this year. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. A um, couple of uh, uh, housekeeping things. Uh, my buddy Bradford Ben will be hosting uh, for me next Friday because I will be on my way to Barcelona ISC. That is not to rub it anybody's face. That's not going, but that is where we're headed.
1: And I will um, see you there.
0: I will see you there. Um, I'm jealous. A bunch of <laughs> folks will will, will see you there, and we'll be doing some stuff from from the show floor uh, as well. So check that out. Also, uh, Infocom comes uh, shortly on the heels of that. Uh, if you are an AV user, uh, go by the website avnation.tv and sign up for the host of parties that we're doing. Uh, one is our Aviation Fuse Party, which is all about the AV user. That is on Tuesday, uh, I believe from 6 to 8 uh, at the Ice Bar in Las Vegas. Uh, and then, of course, the Aviation Tweet Up from 4 to 6 in the West Hall. Um, speaking of the West Hall, speaking of the LVC, speaking of Las Vegas, uh, NAB was this week, National Association of Broadcasters. From Las Vegas, that is where I saw uh, and got to hang out with Tammy. Um, Corey, we'll start with you on this. Your husband was out there uh, with, with his company. Uh, a number of folks was out there. Um, I will also say, QSC was out in Vegas for a different show, CinemaCon, and I do want to kind of touch on that at the end here. But Corey, from the first from the first part here so in NAB, what can um, the industry learn? Our, you know, AV, the AV side, what can they learn from the folks at NAB?
1: I, I feel like what our industry can learn from the broadcast industry as a whole is how I'm looking at it is I think've we've, we've really learned over the last couple of years that what we're doing in proAV is broadcast and it's happening in every element of our uh, of our industry right whether you're a house of worship whether you're a large enterprise customer whether you're education um, the technologies and the um, what is done in broadcast is exactly what we now need to do in in Pro-AB. And um, even moving forward, you know, out of the pandemic, uh, we're still going to have events that we want to, quote, broadcast. You know, so I I think that um, what we can learn is that we are in the broadcast industry in Pro-AB, is is how I look at it. So all the technologies launched at NAB, I mean, we're really seeing encroach into everything that we do every day in Pro-AB. All
0: right um tammy same kind of question here is is you were on the show floor as i mentioned uh a number of av companies were there folks that we will all see in back in vegas um for infocom but there were some ones that weren't necessarily and i'm not trying to sell for the infocom show but there were some that i could see uh you might want to your stick in that stay right there right into, until june um what what do you think that we can learn from from the sh- from the show
2: yeah, well, um, much like Corey says, I mean, I'll echo a lot of that. I mean, the two worlds are kind of colliding, so um, we're seeing that crossover. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that we could all learn a bit from, you know, the broadcasting world. I mean, I, A10 isn't always known for our, our broadcasting products, but now that um, those worlds are starting to come together. Um, you know, especially like in the house of worship and education, we do have these kind of small, smaller components that will help those organizations, uh, be able to come into that streaming and broadcasting world that maybe they wouldn't have had the chance to do before. So, um, like we have a couple of products that would actually fit for that, you know, amateur broadcaster or amateur, um, uh, broadcaster um, to be able to to do that. I've seen that in my own little church where, you know, we never did any broadcasting. Now um, we rely on our streaming. So um, and that's a, a place I would have never thought of, of, of coming into. But now with the pandemic, um, it, we were forced into it. So and now we're learning more about how we could do um, these types of, of uh, broadcasts.
1: And we've been watching in broadcast, you know, whether it's an election night or whatever. The real use of these technologies, right—the touch screens, the drawing on things, the the flipping, the blah blah—you know—that has got to be brought into our day to day in corporate enterprise, higher ed, et cetera, Because we really are we are streaming to those that aren't there in person. And it's really important that we can deliver this kind of fun experience for those on the far end as well as those in person. Yeah, because,
2: you know, with technology, the way that, um, you know, society is now, I, w- I almost feel like if it's not tech- technically savvy, I'm like, oh, well, let me go over here and check out, you know, this person's um, technology only because I tend to be a technology person. But even my friends, um, you know, we're all kind of, tech savvy now. So you have to bring that into, you know, every aspect of life now.
0: So one of the things that I I was, I was watching and Corey goes back to what you were saying about, we're all broadcasters. Now we're all doing that. Um, there's, there's a a phrase and I know this is not a new phrase in the broadcast industry. So don't write me letters if you're a broadcast engineer, but it's a phrase called Remy. Um, Remy, and I'm going to get this, I'm going to butcher this. So give me a second. It, It stands for remote, um, remote. Uh, switching remote um, management of a a show. So this is where one person sits and with a a, a TV switcher, a video switcher, and they they have um, content from all these disparate sources, including local playback, local live, as well as through the internet playback and live, and the ability then to pull all these disparate sources together, different resolutions, um, different speeds, bring them all into one one piece of equipment and then send it back out either locally or again over the internet. Looking at stuff like that either gives me hope for AV over IP uh, or or scares the bejesus out of me for AV over IP because here's a system and here's a a group of people who know video like the back of their hand, right? Probably better than, than a lot of AV folks do. And they're doing something that's far and above, way beyond what any of us, would have even thought possible ten years ago, so where do we go how do, how do we leverage some of these technologies? I mean some, some people do do um, SDI right, but some people don't they're leaning more on NDI and then you look at this, which incorporates a lot of different things all into one piece of equipment. Is there something here for AV whether that's leveraging the AWS Elastic Cloud, which some of these folks were doing, or it's you know leveraging a different type of AV you know video compression that we're not privy to yet
1: right or you know really about being open to all kinds of formats right and yeah. being able to you know and that that's where things are going in my opinion it, it's like all about being the openness and how to bring in those and still get a really good product that you you know push out in the room out you know or to the far side you know or whatever but it's it's interesting isn't it well,
2: I'll tell you that AWS booth was really hopping at NAB. I mean, every time I walked by it, it was there was so many people in it. So sure, I totally get it. Um, yeah. And, you know, on all, all those matrix switchers and things like that, you can come talk to me at A10. So shameless plug.
0: Um, last, Really quickly before we, we turn the page, over, there's two more things about what happened in Vegas. Yeah. And yes, typically it stays in Vegas, but I'm not going to do that this time. Um, except what Joe Way and I did, I have no comment on that other than that. Um,
2: <laughs> now I'm intrigued.
0: The, the, the show you were with us, you were with us one of the nights. So, um, oh. the show the uh, the show itself released uh, their numbers fifty five thousand. Now, for those of us in AV that have been going used to going to Infocom, fifty five thousand seems like a lot, right? That is more than I believe any Infocom has hit historically. For context, though, National Association of Broadcasters, NAB, has typically been around 100,000. So while not a huge failure, right, not from a number standpoint, but certainly not to where it was pre-pandemic. Corey, you've been going to these shows for a number of years. Same with you with Tammy. We'll start with you, Corey. What does that say? What does that say about the uh, trade shows in general? What does that say as we're trying to ramp up for both ISE in a week from now? and Infocom basically five weeks from now.
1: Yeah, I think from a manufacturer's point of view, we have found other ways to reach the client, right? So even if you're doing uh, new product announcements or you know, you've know you got some really hot news, we have a variety of ways to reach the client now because we had to adapt. And I think that's really, really good. And so that just means we, because we've had other ways, we, we've adapted in reaching customers in other ways, um, we don't have to do trade shows like we've always done them, and also not everybody has released their whole team for open travel again either. I mean, I, I've noticed as I as I plan for ISE on who's going to be there, etc. Many companies have not gotten the green light go on travel. There are companies being very conservative, you know, bef- before they um, have their um, employees, you know, hit the, hit travel again. So I, I think I think it's just kind of a mixture of things, and I think that um, also. You know, companies or people that might go to NAB also have other options coming up because shortly after NAB is the ISE show. And then we've also got, of course, Infocom coming June 8th, but right before the week before Infocom is the NAMP show too. I mean, so what happened is a lot of the trade shows got condensed together and organizations are kind of saying you know, pick which one you'd like to attend, but we're not, but you're not going to do all of them. Like you may be like companies may be allowed previously. So I think, you know, the trade shows condensing with us finding ways to reach customers in other ways with companies haven't released their, you know, travel restrictions. I think we're all seeing that, but I think 55,000 is really encouraging.
0: All right, Tammy, you and I hung out in CES. It was not (laughs) 55,000.
2: Nowhere near it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so compare and contrast those two shows that you and I have already done this year.
2: Well, for me, I find it interesting that in a very short period of time, we're, we're seeing that gain in people attending shows. I mean, in, just in January, CES was very, very slow. Then we come up here to NAB, and um, while 55,000, I feel like that's good, and I am ready to go out and you know talk to people and be around large crowds not everybody is. So I think it'll just be a slow ramp up, right? I, I don't think we should be discouraged by 55,000. It's a great start. Um, and like Corey mentioned, when I'm asking people about um, Infocom, I'm still hearing, I'm not totally sure if I'm going because my my company hasn't approved it yet. Um, so I think we're kind of in this middle ground of kind of trying to get back into per- in-person events, but yet there's still that hesitation to send like full boost us like we used to and and still a hesitation of attendees wanting to get out and be around large groups. So, um, so yeah, we're kind of like in this this weird um, um, uh, pause where it's like, I'm not sure if I'm going or not.
0: So mm. Uh, last thing about about Vegas, and and I mentioned that at the beginning, uh, I, I, because it was concurrent, and I don't believe it always is concurrent with NAB. Uh, Corey can can correct me on that, but uh, Joe Way and I w- did go over to CinemaCon on on Wednesday. Got to hang out with some fabulous people from QSC uh, who had a booth, right? So that you guys had a booth at, at at CinemaCon. CinemaCon is all about the theaters, the movie theater organizations. And the, the people who own the movie theaters, the, a lot of um, uh, releases were announced uh, that week. You, we got to see, or folks got to see, extended uh, previews. Uh, some celebrities were in town. I was in trouble with my daughter because I couldn't track down Timothy Chamele. I think I said his name right. I'm not quite sure. I just know the kid was in Dune. Uh, so that's about the extent of it. Um, but, Corey, what what other shows? I mean, you you guys show at CinemaCon because a lot of theaters, you, you leverage QSC. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the audio what other shows should folks be looking at either to attend to exhibit or to go to to gain insight on their customer
1: gosh well i don't know what others should do but um you know there are so many of these vertical specific shows like CinemaCon is all about you know cinema which which is really um which is really fun to just fully immerse yourself in that particular vertical and we have others like that like educause then, mm. uh, you know, focused on education, um, CCUMC, which is a, a conference focused primarily just on education. And when you go to shows that are really specific in a particular vertical, you fully get immersed. And I, I think it's an opportunity to get a greater understanding of that vertical versus, you know, uh, Infocom hits a variety of verticals, you know, um, and you have, you know your solution may not fit every single vertical of those, you know, attending, you know, a, a broader show like that. Um, so I, I kind of like these vertical specific shows because you get so immersed and um, you get, uh, you know, you're really talking to, you know, I think the right decision maker when you're, when you're at a vertical specific show. And I also feel like it's interesting that we're starting to see players like Microsoft and Intel um, I mean who've kind of dabbled in some of these other shows before but they're literally putting down a stake now in these shows um, I mean Intel's at ISC they're at infocom they're, you know I mean it's um, it's really great to see these other companies in in unified communications and collaboration kind of coming in and putting putting a stake down
0: Well and I, I will also point out the fact that Microsoft was at NAB which shocked me. Uh, AWS did not. Amazon's you know service there, but but Microsoft's shocked me, really did. Um, Tammy, you guys, uh, ATEM, uh, have been in other other shows. you know what other you know either vertical or, or more broadly looking shows should should we look at?
2: You know, always a fan of Infocom because it has like a you know what I love, which is the displays and the visual visual products that I enjoy looking at. But, um, and I feel like it's really well-rounded as far as product, um, products and information. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, on our side, we're looking more at like government and higher education as well. So, um, you know, ISTE is coming up right around the corner for education in K-12. And then, um, I, I think uh, guys over at Northwest Met do a great job for, um, higher education. um, but um, I mean, I, I, I tend to be kind of like my big um, national show is Infocom and then regional, more regional shows um, to build business in, in my region. So um, that's how I approach it. But uh, I guess it just depends on what uh, the person that is attending these shows is looking for. Because, I mean, there's so many of them now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mentioned this. Uh, I know I mentioned it when I came back and I've written a couple articles. I also went to Enterprise Connect this year. Um, for the first time. And that was a neat show and a neat experience from kind of the IT manager, the call center, the you know, that, that was a 100% an enterprise uh, enterprise uh, show. So that was kind of neat.
1: Yeah. I, I've went to Enterprise Connect a few years in a row and I can tell you that we kind of needed, to, at QSC anyway, we needed to learn because we come from the pro-AV side, right? Into a, a, a show like that. We really had to kind of learn how to adjust our messaging for that audience because the met you know the messaging that we might put out at infocom was a complete miss at a show like enterprise It's really important to know when you do choose a different show if you're considering that and i think we all should um, as we consider it who is the audience and then really thinking through does the message resonate
0: Yeah, absolutely. all right uh we're gonna have time for one more article here it comes from our website lg electronics has received the highest possible rating in the MindClick Sustainability Assessment Program for Marriott uh, as a supplier for Marriott, and they are a huge one for them. Uh, They've earned the quote-unquote leader rating for seven consecutive years, meaning that LG Electronics is demonstrating uh, leadership and superiority in their sustainability, both in manufacturing as well as packaging. Tammy, we'll start with you on this. How important is our green initiatives when it comes to A V and when it comes to not just the customer, the, the dealer, but also the the user, the the A V user, the tech manager. How how important are these programs becoming?
2: Well I think they're incredibly important. I mean just look at our climate change over you know the last t- 10 years and how it's it's you know the world is changing. Um, and, you know, it might be not just in the product and packaging, but also just in behavior. Like if you have mm. products that allow you to do remoting in instead of, oh, I have to drive down to the location, change something and drive home. I mean, it's even small things like that that can make a big difference in our environment. Um, yeah, I, I feel like a, a green initiative is it should be what everyone is striving for, um, especially in these, these climate changing times. Yeah.
1: So, um, what I loved about that article, Tim, is that, first of all, I love Marriott, okay, but what I also really appreciated is, you know, if you're a guest at Marriott, you're kind of, you get the notice about the towels, right, and the bedding, and and yet, you you know, when you're a guest there, you're kind of wondering, eh, is this just so that they can cut costs, you know, and, and or is it really, uh, you know, a green initiative? And what this says about Marriott is they're looking at all areas, of cutting, right? Because as a guest, when you go there and it's about the towels or the sheets, you, again, you're kind of wondering if is it just a cost savings. But it look, but it, I think it adds more teeth when it's an initiative about all elements of their business. And it's really great. I mean, LG is such an impressive company, and it is really great to to read this um, about them. But I think that um, as a guest, as a manufacturer, and as a you know, as an entity like Marriott we all need to be thinking about what is our little part in initiatives like this, because everything that we can do is going to add up and we all must get engaged with this. And so it was great to read about that. You know, I applaud LG, I applaud, you know, Marriott for doing it. Uh, now they do need to get rid of the little bottles, right? Because I mean, God, I think, I think about the amount of waste, you know, that are those little bars of soap.
0: Where, where was I? The, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doubletree, and, and I couldn't tell you what city, so don't, so have, and, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what that means. Um, it was, they had gotten rid of the bottles, and it was a, you know, not that Doubletree is, you know, like four seasons, but it's a higher end, you know, um, uh, company, and it was the first time I had ever seen kind of the refillable um, elements in the, in the shower that had shampoo, conditioner, body wash, right? They They didn't have so tammy it was you know you you either brought a loofah or you used you know the, the washcloth but that was that was the first time i had seen something like that you know um let me ask a question and, and it's it's more of an engineering question and do not misunderstand i am not an engineer i know enough word to be dangerous here kids um but i learned something recently about the difference between an asic chip and an fpga chip um and i'm not beating up my fine manufacturing friends here uh about this but there is a difference In the way both of those chips create heat and disperse heat. And FPGAs, and that's by and large what most of the of the industry uses, which is by and large why we're having issues, create more heat. They create more more energy, they they use more energy, number one, and they create more heat, number two. The the issue there is the fact that they use more energy. So again, it goes back to sustainability, and they create more heat, which causes the rooms to need more air conditioning. So again, second part of that. Is it going to be one of these sustainability things where we're even going to go down to the chip level, down to the board level, down to the designing level of our systems to go, you know what, this uses 10% more energy in total, right? We, we, we talk a lot about the carbon footprint, our total carbon footprint. There could be something to be said here about a total carbon footprint of a product or even of a system. Is that something we might be heading to?
1: I hope so. I mean, we certainly have on the consumer side, right? So yeah. um, when you look at appliances and the like, so why wouldn't we? You know, um, some of, some manufacturers have embraced Energy Star ratings mm-hmm. you know, and, and so on. Um, QSC, BiAmp, you know, et cetera. So, um, so, so I would hope so. And I also think that, um, customers are going to begin to ask for it um, because of their own internal initiatives. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we become more conscious of like our own actions, um uh, people would probably gravitate to a product that has more sustainability.
0: Yeah, and I I will I will repeat that not only uh, Bradford Ben, but also my buddy Kevin Iseli has told me for years, we are all coin operated. You you make it worth a manufacturer's while, you ask for it, you you demand it, we'll do it, right? And we'll yeah. I'm not a manufacturer, they'll do it.
1: Yeah, Tim, kind of on that note, um, DEI, right? So people looking for diversity, you know, inclusion, et cetera, and equity. I think that um, customers, you know, we've all talked about it now for quite some time, but we're seeing it now in customer requests. And as I I know integrators are seeing it, I I, I serve uh, on a particular committee for a higher ed organizations and they're starting to share that. So when they put out. Um, you know, their RFPs, that is an element of it. And they're asking the integrator to, um, to comment on what they're doing with DEI, you know? So I would guess that this would be very similar to that as well. It it will get to the, when consumers start asking for it, we all will start doing it because it's all about um, meeting the demands of the customer. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I think, um, you know, younger people tend to have um, a little bit more, Um, consciousness in their buying on something like this So as they get older and they start buying the products that maybe someone older like me is buying they're looking for those um, those boxes to tick like okay this product does have sustainability it meets you know my lifestyle Um, so they're more apt to buy it so I think as that market starts to change you're going to see products start to change
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Shared Absolutely. values.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, that will do it all for us. Thank you all so much. Corey Schaefer from QSC. How do people connect with you?
1: Well, if you're headed out to ISE, I hope you'll uh, find me there. Um, but you can find me at uh, Corey Schaefer on Twitter, or Corey Schaefer on uh, LinkedIn.
0: All right. Very good. Tammy, thank you so much. How do people connect with you or ATEM?
2: Well, I'd like to be stowing away in both your bags to go to ISE, but um, you'll see me you, at You Infocom.
0: can stow away in Mitchell's bag. He doesn't take much room.
2: Okay, Mitchell, I'm stowing away in your bag. Um, yeah, you'll be able to see me at Infocom, um, and uh, that will be part of the AVEX Women's Council as well um, as the new co-chair uh so you can see me at infocom um, also on linkedin and then on twitter at tammy fuquay three don't ask me who the three tammy fuquays are but tammy fuquay three um on twitter
0: all right very good uh for me for tim albright uh, there's only one of me uh, thank goodness so uh, don't follow me on the twitters i go by the website Aviation.tv that's aviation.tv. you will find this program and a host of others Uh, I will be going, not with Corey, but I will be with Corey uh, in Barcelona in about a week from now, uh, covering ISC. So you can find that coverage there. Uh, And then we will do a quick turnaround, a quick change, and head back to Vegas. Uh, And just for the record, it is not my last trip to Vegas in June. I've got at least one more um, uh, for Infocom 2022, so you can find all that and more at avianation.tv. It's TV. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.